We all love the sound of money, and a $1,500 sign-on bonus sounds even better. That's right, Belicio Foods of Jackson is offering a $1,500 sign-on bonus to new employees. Receive an extra $100 your first six weeks, then $400 after day 90, and $500 after day 180. Don't wait. Apply online at BelicioFoods.com slash careers today. That's BelicioFoods.com slash careers. Come work for a company who truly values their employees. Come work for Belicio Foods. It's time to reveal the prize and clue start dates for Cycle Search 2022, presented by Total Media, along with the Tri-State Power Sports Superstore, Honda Suzuki Polaris Can-Am of Jackson. This year's prize is a KO250 dirt bike, along with an accessory package valued at over $4,500. That's right, a KO250 dirt bike. Clues begin on Monday, February 14th, Valentine's Day. There'll be one clue each day, Monday through Friday, till the prize pack is found. Pack is hidden somewhere in the listening area. Be safe when searching, and good luck. It's Cycle Search 2022, sponsored by Total Media and Honda Suzuki Polaris Can-Am of Jackson. <clears throat> Good morning, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Morning Show right here on Main Street TV. And of course, uh, Jennifer here to start off your morning with our good friend Pete Wilson and the morning news update. And a lot of uh, interesting things happened yesterday, so Pete's going to talk about that. But did want to thank our good friend Nia Henry for sponsoring the morning news update. And if you have any real estate needs, please give Nia a call. She'll be the one out working for you, uh, your local real estate agent. Uh, call her at 740-418-4135. All right, Pete Wilson, a wild meeting yesterday, I hear. Yes, it was. And, uh, you know, we're, gonna, um, we're going to talk about and we're going to see actually some video, which is better yet. Because yes. it really gives you a feeling for uh, how the veterans in this area feel about the, uh, about the recommended closure of the Chillicothe VA Medical Center. There's lots, yeah. of, lots of things to cover there, exactly what the recommendation is, where it's coming from how the process would work on whether that actually happens or not. And then, of course, you know, what the local people feel. And that's what we're going to mm -hmm. try to cover here uh, on this segment of Main Street TV after we take care of some housekeeping business uh, that go. we have. Because, you know, uh, that's in the news. But, uh, you know, when you've got uh, basketball mania and, the, and the, all, all that uh, selection Sunday stuff Ooh. and uh, all the local participation that you can do yes. through the newspaper and through total media. And then, you know, you can even offer a chance to see Ronnie Millsap in person. That's right. You, can got, you believe it? You've got to, you've got to do these things too. You have to pay attention because this giveaway is actually happening tomorrow okay. for the Ronnie Millsap ticket. So you don't have very long to get registered. No, I don't think I get to go. Do I? No. Okay. I'll have, nice to, I'll have to have I'll have to have a fan I'll have to have a phantom submitter. You said that you actually got to see Ronnie Millsap in concert. I, I did. It was uh, it was in Indiana, uh, and uh, I'm trying to think what year it was. You know, when you've been around as long as I have, the years kind it of it was stack a few up years there. ago. Yeah, I'll say 15 to 20 years ago, and yeah. he gave a great concert. I mean, he's a very uh, <clears throat> of course you know he's one of the biggest names in country music, of and, and he is a has a very soulful sound. Yes. I think. Uh, he definitely crosses the lines of, 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 of country and easy listening and yes. like that. I don't think anybody uh, wouldn't enjoy hearing Ronnie Millsap and we'll give you that opportunity. That's right. You do have the opportunity to win some Mo Ronnie Millsap tickets. The concert is actually Friday, March 25th. So a week from Friday. Um, and we will tell you exactly how you can win those tickets tomorrow um, here at Total Media. So um, it will be exciting and it will be a wonderful concert. Do you know he is 79 years old and still looks fantastic? Right. Uh, it, it just a great story on Ronnie Millsap. He's been able to have his success in spite of his blindness. It yes. not, has not held him back at all not at as all. far as what he has been able to achieve. And, uh, you know, in addition to um, in addition to crossing the lines of of, of, of music genres, yep. he definitely crosses generations because he he's still a, still a very popular attraction on the concert on Correct. the concert circuit. I was you know just reading down some of the list of of you know a few of his hits that they had listed here, and I'm like, well, I know all of those. Like, I mean, and and so will you all. Like, if you 
you know, if I, when I read them, you're going to be like, oh, yeah. Well, okay. the, the one that I remember, the one that made me a Ronnie Millsap fan, of course, is what a difference you've made in my life. Uh-huh. Like, so that, that has to be, you know, one of my top top 10 songs. That's by, awesome. By anybody. Yes. yes. Very good. Oh, Pete Wilson being heartfelt. Isn't it so sweet this morning? Uh, that's right. I <laughs> We love it. I, I do. I do. He does. There's there's um, emotion underneath all of that news, right? There is. Big old softy. I, I am. <laughs> I, I, I will admit it. <laughs> well, very good. So what are some of the other things going on, Pete? Okay. Well, of course, we got the basketball mania going on. We, we do. We want to talk about that. Yes. Uh, and, of course, uh, you have until... Uh, on our contest, which was introduced uh, in our Wednesday paper, but also online before that. It was online, you know, just after the brackets became available. That's right. And there's the bracket in the paper, so you can look for that. That's right. that's yeah, what it looks can, like. You can see what it looks like up there. It is it is in our Wednesday paper. If you haven't filled out the bracket online and or you don't want to do it online, that bracket uh, is in our Wednesday paper. Uh, in the B section uh, mm-hmm. on pages four and five, and uh, you open uh, open up the two pages, and you see the whole bracket there, uh, supported by many advertisers. So yes. we certainly certainly do thank them. But basically, the contest is as simple as this: you fill out the bracket, you pick the winners of of each game, you pick the final winner, of course. Uh, you know that we add up the points, and uh, at the at the end of the tournament. You know, we will see who the top three persons are, and we will divide up a six hundred dollar uh six hundred dollars in cash prizes, yes, three hundred dollars so cool. to first place, two hundred dollars to second place, and one hundred dollars to first place. And you know, the money is an incentive, but you know, I think that people just get drawn in by the fun of being in a contest and participation, seeing Agreed. how it's going. Because along the way, I think at two different times we're going to have installments showing what the points are. Oh, cool. Uh, you know, and how people stand and they can see how it's going. Well, you know what I think about this is, you know, if you actually fill out a brass bracket, um, whether it's just for fun or for actually, you know, you're in a pool or something like that, um, it, it makes it more fun to watch the games because you, you're, you're, you know, invested in whatever team that you chose to move forward. So it's like makes it more fun to watch the tournament. That's right. It's kind of like I tell you what. It's kind of like the basketball version of the Super Bowl. Yeah. The people who don't watch, uh, who don't necessarily uh, watch college basketball all year long, or don't get involved with it Correct. unless there's a big game or whatever, they are interested in the tournament. And with the NCAA basketball tournament, March Madness, as they call it, we call our contest basketball mania. Uh, it's just not one final championship game. It's from the very beginning. And, uh, you know, there's always the excitement built in. You know, yep. everybody likes a long shot and a Cinderella. And they do. Uh, without exception, uh, several emerge every year. Every where, year. Where, you know, yeah. the, the, the team that is, uh, uh, you know, a, a, a low seed somehow beats uh, Kentucky or a North Carolina or a Duke or an Ohio State or whatever. Yep. And, and you're and, just and, like, and, what? And, and if you're not a fan of one of those teams that got beat, you're kind of... Hey man, all right, right, ready to go. Everyone wants to root for Any, the underdog, any, right? You know, that's right. Anybody, anybody who has a chance, uh, you, you know, you given the chance, you make the most of it, and so everybody, I think, yeah. that resonates with. Uh, one thing I will say, um, instead of printing this off online, I would encourage you to pick up the newspaper. And the reason why, <laughs> for some of us that are a little bit um, older. It's so much easier to see, <laughs> right? Well, because the print is so much bigger. Mm-hmm. Like the the printed version, you know. I'm looking at this. Was, this was kind of hard with my even with my bifocal contacts to see, but the you know version here in the paper is huge, and you can actually see all the teams. It's easy to write all the names in and all that stuff. So right, and and, and if you're as far as entries, this is very important. You don't want to you don't want to blow it on a timing technicality. No, you need to do it. You know, by noon Thursday because that's when the games actually begin. We don't want right. to give anybody the the opportunity. Yeah, that's a little not to, fair, <laughs> that, right? But uh, you know, if you're doing it uh, on paper, on on paper, you just need to deliver the paper ballot uh, to. Uh, the Stockmeister Plaza, where the total media offices are located, 708 East Main Street in Jackson. That's if you right. haven't been back there before, because we haven't 
have been here for that many months yet. Correct. Uh, it is the big building that used to be Walmart. Yes. In another in another era. In another uh, world. You know, you see Burger King and O'Reilly's Auto Parts out front on East Main Street. Just turn into that access right lane in between. between, and there's that big one story building. Yep. The way back there, go Just in the front door. Front door, yep. right, and drop it off. It's it's it's, it's as easy as that. Uh, you can also mail in the ballot, but once again, has to be postmarked by uh, by noon Thursday. That's right, because we have to get it in. Um, make sure that you have it in and, and didn't you know? Cheat. Right, and the same so. way with with doing it online. Now, uh, one of the advantages of doing it online, in addition to the fact that you can do it wherever you are, as long as you've got uh, you know a digital device and uh, internet, mm -hmm. is that uh, you know you can do it anytime you want, as long as you uh, do it by that deadline before That's the right. game start. So get it in. The great thing is, it's absolutely free to enter this, That's but you the have the thing, opportunity yeah. to win $300, $200, or $100 if you pick, um, if you have the best pick. So, you know, why not fill it out? Right. And I tell you what, if you do well in the contest, you're one of the top three winners. Uh, in addition to the money, there's the the pride and the, uh, the pride and the excitement that goes with... Uh, doing well against lots of other entrants because we have uh, we have we normally have several hundred entrants in this you know That's i mean right. it can vary depending on the year and the circumstances and like that you know th this in for instance this year you know because we're coming off COVID or whatever we don't have other places uh where you can drop off the paper ballots other than our own office you know that made it a little bit more convenient but uh once again, you can also mail it as well as drop it off if, you know, you're like in uh, uh, another town away from Jackson and you don't have any sure. other reason to come to Jackson other than drop off that ballot. Or of course, you can, also, yeah, you can also enter online. We would encourage everyone to do that, actually, because it just makes it a little bit easier for us. Where do they we, go, James? So you can go to the telegramnews.com, click the ad that says Basketball Mania, and okay. it will take you where you need to go. We have already had 112 people enter. No way. Yeah. Holy moly. And that's with no paper ballots being turned in yet. Wow. Right. And awesome. a lot a lot of the paper ballots, uh, you know, they, in, they, they know when the deadline is. And a lot of those do happen maybe on Thursday morning. So, you know, we'll see what the we'll see what the breakdown is. But uh, that is an indicator right there. Even the people that know they're going to enter. We've had 112 so far. I mean, some people just do something right now. Some people know that they have that uh, time slot to work with to enter online so you know obviously this is going to be very very popular again we uh when you're filling out that when you're filling out that bracket whether it's online or in the paper uh, please take a look at the uh advertisements that accompany the That's bracket right. because you know if they didn't step up and support this uh and you know one of the reasons they do it uh in addition to supporting the paper uh they know that there's a lot of interest in 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 the contest they know that their name is going to be seen, and they like to see the contest happen too. Uh, they probably a lot of the a lot of those advertisers probably enter on their own as well. You they're allowed it. to enter. <laughs> yeah, they're allowed to enter. Sure, we just aren't. Darn right, it. Right. <laughs> All right. So yeah, make sure you get that in, and then um, do we want to talk about Ronnie Millsap and how you can enter? Yeah, tell people how they can enter. Okay, so Ronnie Millsap is coming to, I didn't mention this, the Vern Reif Center for the Arts, and that's at Shawnee State University yeah, in talk Portsmouth. Yeah, talk about convenience. I know, right? Just super close. Uh, that is Friday, March 25th, and Total Media has your chance to win a pair of tickets. So two pairs of tickets. You. So what you need to do is go to the Total Media Jackson County Broadcasting uh, Facebook page and... Um, Whatever James just showed up there on the screen, there's a there's that ad, and all you have to do is comment, right, James? Just comment, hey, I love Total Media, or hey, I want the tickets, or yeah, I love let, Ronnie Millsap, or yeah, something us, of that let nature. Let us know why you would like to see Ronnie. Yeah, so let us know that. All you have to do is comment, so you go under that comment, and you have the opportunity to win um, one of two sets of Ronnie Millsap tickets. And we will draw that tomorrow morning, which is St. Patrick's Day. Uh, on um, Are we doing it here on Main Street TV? Okay, awesome. So, yeah, so 
Uh, of course, Ronnie Millsap hits Smoky Mountain Rain, There's No Getting Over Me, Stranger in My House, I Wouldn't Have Missed It for the World, um, I'm a Stand By My Woman Man, and Lost in the 50s Tonight, and, and along with, you know, seven million other hits that we can't even begin to talk about. So Ronnie Millsap, uh, of course, the chance to win those two tickets tomorrow right here on the program. And all you have to do is go to the Facebook Total Media uh, site and under the Ronnie Millsap little ad there, you can uh, just comment and you'll get entered to win. And if you don't win by happenstance, you can, of course, um, call 740-351-3600 for tickets as well. Okay. All right. Well, very good. So we think there's still tickets available, maybe. Maybe. Okay. And just one more thing to add to that. The tickets, we don't have tickets to give you. The tickets will be at will call. Okay. So if you win, you need to give us your legal name as it appears on your ID so we can give it to will call. Gotcha. Okay. And we will certainly take care of all that for you. So, yeah. So get there, check it out. I That would be one of those concerts, like sing-along concerts that you know every song that he sings. And it's like one of those, if you go, you would be so happy that you did because it would just be so enjoyable, I know. Right. Yep. Yep. And the fact to do that all as, as a blind man, that he's been doing this for however many years. Well, you know, you mentioned 79 years old. Of course, he's had a great old. career. You know what that tells me? That tells me he just loves to sing. Absolutely. Because I'm sure he doesn't have to. No, right. Right, to live. So, um, you know, he, he very, very, in a very quiet way, he connects with the audience very well. It's just not the songs. It's the man himself. Yes, absolutely. All right. So we talked about Basketball Mania. We talked about that. You want to do the cycle search clue, Pete? Let's do the cycle Before search clue. Before we get to our That's right. Yeah, stuff. I'm remembering everything you're telling me every day. I know. I'm connecting the dots. You are. Of course, it doesn't matter for me, does it? It doesn't. Okay. But you can still connect the dots. It's still fun because we literally don't, don't ask us. We do not know where the packet is. We do not know. No, absolutely. Absolutely not. Um, okay. And don't forget that the cycle search one lucky listener will win that KO250 dirt bike with the accessories package, thanks to Total Media and, of course, Honda Suzuki Polaris Can-Am of Jackson. So good luck to you. Today's clues are brought to you by Ramey's Homes and Automotive Group and Paisley's Permanent Cosmetics. Um, so want to thank them. All right, today is Wednesday, where it says, counties come back today. Gallia or Megs might be the right way. So there you go. Gallia or Megs might be the right way. Yep. Okay. Look look east, eastward, young man, so, instead of westward. That's it right. It sounds like to me. We are um we have mentioned a few other counties. So if you've missed it, I don't know what to tell you, but okay. See, we're narrowing they're saying it down. Gallia and Megs. Uh, let's see. We need to straddle the county line and, and walk that county line. That's what go. it tells me. Yes. Don't necessarily take my advice, folks. I'm just literally, I'm just being literal about it. <laughs> He's about being that literal about it. Um, yeah. So there you go. Take that for what it's worth. All right. Okay. It could Remember, be in Gallia or Megs. They, they add up. You just got to keep listening. You do have to keep listening. And, you know, there's certain words that are keys and clues and you have to Pay attention to all of that. Absolutely. Yep. Well, I hope that was the chair. That was the chair. Okay. <laughs> all right. So, um, meeting yesterday. There was a meeting yesterday. <laughs> absolutely. And uh, it occurred in the Memorial Building Auditorium here in okay. Jackson. And uh, what the meeting was about... Uh, there was a, a request that started through a United States Senator Sherrod Brown's office. Uh, they connected with the Jackson County Veterans Service Office to kind of set up this meeting, and it was done with very short notice, a little bit more than 24 hours, but it was in direct response, and we'll set the table by telling you this part of the story. Uh, it was in direct response to uh, the public uh, announcement of a recommendation being made by the Department of Veterans Affairs. That's the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs. They oversee the VA uh, medical program okay. with all the facilities, including the Chillicothe VA Medical Center uh, there that uh, a lot of the local veterans use. Uh, they released a report 
to the Asset and Infrastructure Review Commission, uh, known by the acronym AIR, and that is a special commission that was established through a 2018 Act of Congress and signed by then-President Trump to kind of evaluate the whole, you know, VA medical system and recommend some improvements and whatever. Okay. And so, you know, they have done that. The, the Department of Veterans Affairs has done that. And now they have told the Asset and Infrastructure Review Commission what they think ought to happen. And this is very important because this is this is the cabinet level department, government department that actually runs things. This is what they say ought to happen. But uh, the Asset and Infrastructure Review Commission will review that. They will then uh, collaborate with the uh, Congress and the United States president, the administration, Joe Biden, and a final decision will be made. So this is a recommendation, not a final decision. However, this is what it is unless it gets changed. So uh, part of that uh, recommendation that everybody is talking about in the area is that one of three facilities that they are talking about closing in the country, the VA Medical Center is a full-fledged hospital. Yes, it is. They've temporarily at least lost some acute care beds. They were hoping to get those back, but it is a full-fledged hospital with lots of services. And uh, show a coffee no if you don't and, know. Drug and rehab, mental health, uh, outpatient, uh, specialty services, and whatever. But this recommendation calls for the complete closure of that facility. And if and only three in the country, only, and only, we're one of them? We're one of them. It's on uh, the oh facility. My. is on. If you haven't been there, and maybe if you're not a veteran or, or related to a veteran, you probably haven't, but it's on State Route 104, uh, just north out of Chillicothe, but it is on a big, sprawling campus. It is right next uh, to the VA uh, ball field that maybe a lot of people have been to where the paints play. Yes. So, you know, you may be seeing some of the buildings there, but it is a huge place. And they built some new buildings not all that long ago, so that kind of make that's kind of a head scratcher. But huh. but anyway, they uh, the recommendation is to close the VA Medical Center, and one of the main reasons is because there isn't one in Columbus, and they say that it that the that the medical center facility ought to be closer to Columbus, which is a larger population center. Oh, so we don't matter down here. <clears throat> well, here's the thing. Chillicothe, I don't know what the population is right now, but you're talking about serving a wide area in southern Ohio. Yeah. Uh, you know, you're talking about uh, the, the counties in south central and southeastern Ohio. Uh, that are, The veterans there directly go there. But back to what um, the, unit, the U.S. Department of Veteran Affairs want to do, they are saying we're not eliminating services. They're still going to be there in a different form in different locations uh, but for some of the services, they're going to, you, you know, veterans now will have to drive to places like Dayton, Cincinnati, maybe Huntington, West Virginia. So, you know, you're talking about driving farther. They, so we don't care about hillbillies down here. We want them to drive. We don't want well, people from Columbus to have to drive down well, to Appalachia. That, that is some of the feeling that, you know, we heard from the local veterans yesterday. Wow. But. Before I sorry, talk, I don't mean to jump to conclusions. No, oh, no, no, that's okay because that's going to be. It's the, like my blood's starting to boil already. <laughs> that's going to be the meat of the story. And you're not even a veteran. Can you imagine no, how the veterans feel? No, I cannot. But anyway, the United States Department of Veterans Affairs doesn't think that they're leaving the veterans completely cold. They are talking about the recommendation includes building an outpatient clinic in Chillicothe for some of the outpatient services. Okay. And what they're calling a community living center which is basically a nursing home type facility in Circleville. And that would, because uh, some of the beds that are in Chillicothe now are not acute care, but they're long-term care beds. Okay. Where, you know, veterans with uh, medical needs, they can't live by themselves anymore or sure. whatever. It's, it has been compared to a nursing home type situation. Yes. They're talking about, they, they wouldn't be in Chillicothe either. They would be in Circleville, but they figure that Circleville is not very far you know, from Southern Ohio. Where oh, but we you are. know what it's even closer to? Columbus. Right. Well, they're thinking about that too. It's closer to Circleville. A bigger facility would be in Columbus for a lot of the services. You also got Dayton. You've also got uh, Huntington, West Virginia. In Circleville, uh, you'd have your long-term care, which is closer to, uh, which is closer to uh, Columbus uh, and still not too far from down here. That's what 
the thinking is on the people who made this recommendation. And then the outpatient thing would take care of some of the services that are being lost at the VA Medical Center in Chillicothe. Okay. So this all comes out on Monday. It is a recommendation, but it is a pretty important recommendation because it just doesn't come from anybody. It comes from the people themselves who run the VA system. All right. So Senator Sherrod Brown has taken a lead role. United States Senator Sherrod Brown, he's a Democrat, with the support of United States Senator Rob Portman, who is a Republican, um, to not have this center closed due to uh, the importance uh, to the constituents here in southern and south central Ohio. Another side to this that wasn't talked about so much, but also is very, very important from an economic impact, 1,400 people work there. Yeah. And, you know, let's just lay it on the line. These are federal jobs. These are good-paying jobs that would be lost if this center closes or at least transferred, you know, uh, fewer jobs transferred to other places. Correct. uh, These other facilities that they're talking about. Which means the people that work there that are local now have to commute to work if Mm -hmm. Right. And 1,400, and, you know, a lot of people from Jackson, Vinton counties work at the VA. Absolutely. Uh, You know, it's just not medical jobs. There's all all sorts of jobs there. It's a big facility. 1,400 jobs would would be lost at that facility, all the payroll and the economic impact, the spinoff all like that, that that would result. So that is another big factor too. But uh, we spin uh, forward to that meeting that was held on yesterday. Senator Sherrod Brown uh, made a call, not Senator Brown himself, but uh, his Appalachian representative, Elizabeth Claude Felder is her name. Okay. She got with the Jackson County Veterans Service Office. Arnold Tripp is the Veterans Service Officer. Jennifer Usley Pittman is the office manager. Jennifer uh, is very passionate about veterans, if you know her. And uh, she and Arnold got together. Jennifer got on Facebook. Jennifer also contacted us here at Total Media to get the word out with basically 24 hours notice that there's going to be a meeting Tuesday here in Jackson, a chance for veterans to come and hear what's going to happen. And more importantly, to tell their stories and uh, hopefully to make a strong group statement that this center should not be closed. Mm-hmm. And so that meeting was supposed to be at the Jackson County Veterans Service there downtown on Broadway Street in Jackson across from the PNC Bank. Okay, you know, they have a meeting room in there. I've been in there before, kind of a kind of kind of a rectangular table, some extra chairs there around the walls. You could maybe get 10, 15 people in there. All right, well, uh, I went to cover the meeting along with uh, with uh, James Hamilton. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm covering the news. He's doing a video sure. because it seemed like an important issue. And so we go to the Veterans Service Office, and we're met with a sign on the door that the meeting has been moved to the Morrill Building before it even starts. Uh-huh. And that Smart is be- move. <laughs> and that is because they had a lot of people show up ahead Good. of time. And so we uh, sidled down to the Memorial Building Auditorium, and by the time that meeting starts, I counted people. And this is not exact because, you know, nobody took role, but there were at least 75 people there. Most of them were local veterans, some of Good. whom I know, I'm some of whom I don't know. But uh, Elizabeth Claudfelder was kind of the MC of the meeting. She got up, explained the situation, and she she pledged, without making any promises, that Senator Brown's office was going to work to try to keep that center open. And that key to that was the testimony of local veterans uh, and the importance of that facility. She wanted the veterans, who probably aren't used to public speaking, to get up behind a microphone and make statements about their yeah. experience with the VA center in Chillicothe and why they think that it should remain open. And let me tell you, that's fair. We're going to see a video that shows part of those testimonies oh, great. that were done. Uh, and I think you will be moved, Jennifer, because it's, you know it's not the same, you know, as reading a quote in the paper uh, as seeing it actually come out of their mouths. Sure. And uh, I was moved myself. I'm not a veteran. Um, not had veterans in my family or had direct contact with VA Medical Center to have that feeling myself about the importance of that facility. But about 20 people spoke. Almost all of them were veterans. And every one of them felt strongly about keeping the VA open. Most of them uh, talked about the quality service that they had had there. Yes. That uh, uh, the quality of the service uh, how they're treated by the staff, feeling like that the fact that they were veterans mattered 
yes. much more than that would at another, you know, private hospital sure. and so forth. They talked about how it was important, you know, uh, there's a big difference between traveling 30 minutes and traveling maybe two and a half hours. Absolutely. And, you know, you got, but any, some of these people who got up there and spoke talked about medical things they've been through. Some of them are veterans related, like PTSD or whatever, but a lot of them just had their own health problems or whatever. And part of the benefits of being a veteran is you can use, most veterans can use the VA medical services and, 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 you know, get treatment that they couldn't get uh, without health insurance somewhere else. And and it's the least that, that you know, could be done for them and, and for them and their service to, to our country, you know. Um, well, I will bet, I will bet, Jennifer, that there were at least five or six uh, men who spoke who felt that the VA saved their lives. Or, Amazing. And or turn their lives around, you know, if they if it was a counseling type thing or a substance abuse type sure. thing. And for those men, mostly men, to get up there and uh, expose their feelings that well, way listen, about what they what they went through. Veterans are proud, mm-hmm. and a lot of them don't want to ever complain. Or that's what makes them awesome is that they're they're strong and they're and they're proud and. Um, for them to to get up and actually show emotion, that would be very hard on them. Yeah, they they were not afraid. I mean, I thought it was. I, I'm not trying to overstate this, and I think James would probably agree. He was there. I think you agree. Maybe when you see the clips, sure. I thought it was powerful. It was compelling. Uh, you know, they sold me that it is important to veterans to keep that open. Yeah. You know. You know. I'm I'm not gonna condemn or question the United States Department of Veterans Affairs. I knew they took a big picture, probably took a bureaucratic approach to it. Well, it's easy you know, when you're it, sitting in an no, office No, it's, it's, it's something on paper to yeah. them. And, you know, they're shuffling the deck, trying to figure up a way to provide services and also maybe be more efficient at the same time. Sure. But, uh, but there's human beings and lives at stake, but you, you know, but, and but when you feelings. look at Chillicothe, you can't look at 35,000 people. You've got to look at a block. A geographic block, which, you know, um, maybe they weren't doing. But but anyway, uh, like we say, it's not a done deal. Uh, It's going to, uh, you know, be reviewed uh, for at least a year. But then in a year's time, we were told in 2023, uh, between the Congress and the administration of United States President Joe Biden, a decision would be made whether to approve the plan. I think it's going to be an all-or-nothing type thing. Okay. Uh, that you know they may tweak, may may tweak it a little bit, but there's lots more involved in approving the United States Department of Veterans uh, recommendation than just the Chillicothe facility. So you know you're talking about you're really going to have to make a strong case to change what's going to happen. Right. But that's the democratic process. You've got a chance to do it. The veterans here have an ally, uh, obviously, in United States Senator Sherrod Brown. They have an ally in United States Senator Rob Portman. Yep. Uh, one of the speakers, more than one of the speakers, talked about local officials getting involved. So, you know, county commissioners, mayors, uh, not just the Veterans Services Office can lobby as well. And, and you know, if, you, if there's a lot of voices heard and it matters, I mean, this is politics at work, too. That's how politics works. It is. You know, the, what, what's the old saying, the... the uh, the the wheel that squeaks gets the grease. Yeah, you know, you know, it, it's one of those things. And, sure. And if you can make a case, and sometimes it just may be, you know, the force of numbers, it can make a difference. So we'll see what happens in the next year, and if they would make the decision to close the Chillicothe VA Medical Center, as we said, there will be some services, you know, uh, that will still be there in, in different things. There'll be serv- services lost for sure. Not lost, but you're going to have to go a lot farther, Moved. a lot farther to get them. Yeah, uh, and the process would probably take years to actually close it down once they decided to do it. But you know, once it starts heading downhill yeah. that direction, once it's, you it, open that Pandora's it, box, it, it's, it's, it's not going to change. It kind of reminds me of what happened, Jennifer, uh, thirty years ago with uh, well, more than thirty years ago, thirty-five years ago with the centrifuge plant down in Pike County. Remember how many people worked there? It wasn't just the gaseous diffusion plant anymore. It was the centrifuge plant. They, I mean, I don't even know the figure of money that they put into it. And remember, they ended up closing it before it even opened. You know, what an investment that was lost there. Yeah. Yeah. So, but anyway. Um, Crazy. 
that's the situation, and that will segue right into the video that uh, James did. We certainly appreciate him yeah, going thanks, down James. there because this is this is this is another way to tell the story where you can actually see and hear these veterans who spoke. And and like I say, my hat is off to them. Uh, you know, they just didn't uh, growl about it. They they came and put themselves on the line to make a case to keep that center open. Okay. Can everybody hear me? I'm sorry. My name is Kevin Comston. I'm a retired Army officer. Spent 32 years in the military, three in the Marine Corps, 29 with the Army. Both the Army, Army National Guard, retired as Army Reserve Chaplain. Presently, I'm an adjunct history professor at Ryan Grant. And I'm looking all the way across the spectrum here, the veterans from this county, and I hope you local politicians standing back there listen to this if we have any in the room because I'm pretty sure most of you never served except one I know of. These are your constituents. It's not only from the top down, it's from the bottom up. We have members here that use this system, that travel and get the care they needed. But I noticed that some of the care has been reduced. Like you said, we don't have 24-hour mercy room anymore. I just gave you them my story. They saved my life. I had severe pneumonia and was almost, almost dead. My brother had prostate cancer, and they saved his life. A good friend of mine, Sean Barr, a Marine Corps veteran, he had to have open heart surgery. Now, they didn't do it at Chillicothe, but that's where they identified it at, and they sent him up to Cleveland. They saved his life. Many stories like this around here, you politicians at the local level listen to this. Because these veterans that have to travel, they have to go to Dayton or they civilianize it out to all these agencies. Um, they don't understand what she stated, what we go through and what we need, the services needed. I want you to understand this. I'm fortunate. I, I'm retiring, so I get TRICARE and I have health care for life, not just with the military, but also the VA system. But uh, I went to Holzer's just most recently to get a CAT scan because I couldn't stop coughing due to my second bout of COVID. I couldn't even get a CAT scan for a couple weeks. I went to the Athens Clinic, they sent me to Chillicothe, got my CAT scan and found three nodules in my right lung. Just that fast. Holzer's going to debate it for another couple weeks. One thing that the Veterans Hospital does is they understand situations. Many of us served in combat. They understand the PTSD situation. They understand the elderly with the injuries they might experience in Vietnam. Or even some of our Korean War veterans are still with us. Holziers and Adina, they have no understanding. And that's what the VA is about. And if you let them get rid of this campus, and this campus is huge. It could be, I mean, there's room to expand and put new things on this campus. If they made a contract with the Pentagon but have the VA over control of it, they could bring parts of the military in there, like burn center or part of a burn center or research to keep this campus alive. It's not very far for us to drive to go over there, but if we have to go elsewhere, then you're going to see, you know, less veterans probably being helped in this area. Sheriff Brown, I applaud him. You know, it's good to have these voices, and Rob Portman, unfortunately, is leaving us. But to say they're here to hear us, Congressman Johnson, he's a retired military officer. And if he doesn't stand up for this, or any of our local officials don't, at the state level and the county level, then shame on you. We need all the voices we can. You think about those, those three I just mentioned, myself, they saved my life in 92. My brother, they saved his life when he didn't want to use the system. And I made him go over to Chillicothe. He's alive today, cancer-free. And he's had other surgeries there. And my friend, Sean Barr, he would have been dead. So think about what the VA does for us. They understand us where the civilian hospitals don't. And my hope is that not only people like Senator Sheriff Brown and Senator Rob Portman, but the rest of these members who serve in Congress, 
And some of them's never served a day. So they don't, you know, thanks for your service. That goes a little way. They don't go a long way. If you haven't wore the boots, been in the boots that we've worn, then maybe you need to start talking to some of your constituents here and figure out what this VA system does for us and why we applaud it and use it so much. So my hope is we keep this place open because without a campus like that to go to and hope it gets extended with the 24-hour emergency services again and maybe some hospital beds again. Because where else do we have to go? Columbus, that's a good little way. Dayton, Cincinnati, extend the services. Do not demolish the service and get rid of the place. You can actually put a lot of stuff on this campus if someone would think out of the box for a change instead of the same old stature. Well, they say it's on the chopping block. We've heard that all around this rural area. We've heard about jobs, oh, we're gonna keep your factories, and then they, they're going. These political promises, it's time for the elected officials like Rob and like Sharon and like others to stand up. Stand up for the citizens that live in this rural area, including the local elected officials. So my hope is that we keep it open and I will be one on the front line to help continue to, to spread the good news, what the VA continues to do for all of us. I'm going to shut up and give it to someone else. I'm Clyde Doles. I'm the adjutant DAV Chapter 45. I'm also the transportation officer. I've used the VA in Chillicothe since about 94. Found out that I got diabetes this year. A few other things, nothing big yet. But the biggest thing is the people that I transport, that my people transport, have told us that if it wasn't for the Chillicothe VA, they wouldn't be gone. Everybody says, well, we've got, the older people's got Medicare. Veterans don't know that. They know that they've got the VA. We had people that we've transported that swear up and down. If they had to go any further than Chillicothe to get help, they wouldn't go. I've had ones refused, even when they was in dire need and needed to be transported by a squad to go to Adena, to Hosier, to Riverside, because they are veterans and that's what covered them. Just for some of you to just give you a number, last year, my office, which DAV 45, I've got four drivers, myself and three others. We transported 242 people. We traveled 26,000 miles. Last month, we had 24 veterans transported. Out of the 24, 17 went to Chillicothe. Like I said, we've got to keep this open, folks. Some of these people will not go any further than Chillicothe unless it's a downright dire emergency. And we've had to convince people if they need to send you to Dayton, Cincinnati to get help, we'll work on getting your transportation and getting you there. But they don't want to really leave out of Chillicothe. We need to keep these people in the system, we need to make sure that the VA stays open in Chillicothe, because if we don't, well, I got a military funeral Thursday. I'll be burying a lot more of them. Well, I worked at the VA <laughs> 25 years, got my arm time. They saved my life four times. First time and pulmonary tuberculosis. They told my parents it's gonna die. <laughs> they have to excuse me. 
had uh, prostate cancer and knee surgery and just recently I had COVID. But one for the VA, I'm going to die. I worked at Chillicotte VA 25 years after my lung collapsed and sent me to Dayton. Tried to get another job. They didn't want a veteran had collapsed lungs, pulmonary tuberculosis. I'm a retired Air Force. The VA is family, period. I don't go anywhere else. I don't feel comfortable going anywhere else. It's not like you, you can go to these other hospitals, that's fine. And, and I'm telling you, there's probably good doctors and nurses there too. But the VA, if you're a veteran, you're special to them. Everyone that works up there, I, I know, I've been going there since I moved back here after I retired in 2005, I think it was. I've been going there ever since. I don't go anywhere else. I don't like going anywhere else. The thing with the VA, uh, all of us veterans, we support that, just not even by going there, but we support it with programs and stuff up there. We raise just, I'll just take the VFW for instance. We have a golf tournament every year. We raise about around $35,000, $36,000. We get them, instead of a couple years ago, they didn't, the drug epidemic up there, you know, with veterans and everything is a big, big thing. So they're taking away all the uh, opioids and stuff from us that, you know, back pains and broken backs, whatever we had during the military. We can't get that kind of medication. So they ask us to get beds for them. Uh, it's a therapeutic bed and they can relax so they can sleep, so they don't take sleeping pills and stuff. We've got them TVs. We support the VA. And I'm talking about all of the veterans organizations. I'm not just talking about us, the VFW, because I'm a member of every one of them, okay? But that's just what I know we do. You got the AMVETS and you got the American Legions and they serve donuts and and whatever that VA hospital needs to make it comfortable for us, we do it as veterans. So we get back to that. And the problem is, all these politicians, every so often, they take away, they just want to take away. Instead of giving, they want to take away. And I don't understand that because when we were doing our time, Amen. we were giving. And I mean, all of us have given something. A lot of, a lot of times I spent 200 and some days a year gone. Throughout half of my career, I was gone. I didn't see family, I didn't see birthdays, I didn't see Christmases, I didn't see anniversaries. I was gone. But to go to the, but for them to tell us that they're gonna shut that down because they wanna outsource it. They don't know what they're talking about. We don't want to outsource. We want, what we need is for them to fund this better. We need, just for instance, somebody that goes through drug or alcohol rehab, right? And I'm pretty sure I can speak well on this, not for personal, but knowing people. As soon as they're done, okay, here's the door, there you go. They don't have nowhere to go. We need, we need rehab houses up there that they can move into and keep their rehab going. These guys leave and they, they're on the street. We got a lot of homeless veterans because they don't know where else to go after leave the VA. We need more programs for that. We need more doctors, specialty doctors. There's one cardiac cardiologist up there. I know because I'm waiting to see him. 
Two month wait. Two month wait. I have. To, I just was told two days ago. You need to see the cardiologist, February 28th. I'm sitting here thinking, what's? I don't even know what's wrong with me. I won't find out for two months. What if I need to be in there now? That's the problem. We need to support it more. We need more financing. We need more doctors. We need more beds to take care of us who took care of them when they asked. That's what I want to say. My name is Tony Burnett, and I was in the Marine Corps and I was in the Army. And I get my care at the VA up in Chillicothe, and I work there. I, I work in mental health, I am peer support, and I have patients that come from all over. I've had patients come from as far as Cleveland and Huntington, Charleston. They come to Chillicothe for their mental health. People here come to Chillicothe for their mental health and their substance abuse. They come to this program because it is a proven program and it works. And they're treated like humans. I, I had my leg amputated in 2018. And when I was up in the hospital, up in Columbus, OSU, having my leg amputated, the director at the time of the Chillicothe VA came up to Columbus and sit with my family out in the waiting room to make sure I was okay. He took that extra step to make sure my family was taken care of while I was in recovery. Where else are you going to find people like that that will take the, their time and come for you? Take that extra step. Go that extra mile. There's not a nurse, doctor, peer support, EMS person at that VA that will not go that extra step for each and every veteran that comes through there. And if it wasn't for them, I don't know where I'd be. Because having to wait for be outsourced and get a doctor that may or may not care. I go to the VA because I know they care about me. And there's nothing I can't ask them for or to do that they will not give their very best to do. So if they close the Chillicothe VA, what are we going to do? A lot of the people that I see can't drive that extra two hours to go to Dayton, go to Columbus. So, that's my take on it, so. George Nell, forever Jackson County and U.S. Army Korean campaign. Didn't have to fight, mighty lucky. I've been going to the VA in Cincinnati and Chillicothe both for probably 40 years. And those of you that have had to go to Cincinnati know how long the haul is down here. And the same way with Dayton. I've been to Dayton for YACT. The Chillicothe VA is a wonderful, wonderful medical center. Better than any private hospital I've ever been in. It would really work a hardship on us veterans to have to go a lot farther for a medical care. I've got heart trouble, respiratory problems, lost my hearing in the service. Got hearing aids, but I still can't hear very well. 
So the VAI blows your coffee. We need to really fight for it. Get all my medications there, and I'm sure a lot of you guys do too, and girls. So let's really band together and try to save Joe Cock VAMC. Thank you. My name's Dave Valentines. Uh, spent 28 in the Air Force. And I don't understand this, but um, when we gave ours, they don't want to give us back what we earned. Just that simple. I walked, I took the scenic route around for one reason. About six weeks ago, I had total hip replacement. And as y'all can see, what the VA's done for me, before I couldn't walk, I was limping, had to have a cane. That went on for four years till the VA said, David, what's wrong with you? And I said, my hip hurts. And when they got done, as you can see, it don't hurt no more. And I had total hip replacement. It's been about seven weeks now. They got the right doctors. They took me to the right place. I've been going there probably, I don't know, 10 or 12 years. And they got my hearing fixed. They fixed my heart. Got two stents there. <laughs> I would be dead, just like the rest of you guys that's had these major problems. Had it not been for them, we'd be dead, because I never thought that's what it was either. But anyway, that's my story. We need to keep the VA. That's the best. We ain't got time to see the doctors at the Adena. They can only spend 15 minutes with you. That's all they're allowed. Any more than that, they get rode up. That's why a lot of the good doctors left and went to the VA. So they would have never found this hip in 15 minutes. First thing they do is take your temperature, weigh you, you're sitting down, your blood pressure and all that. By that time, 15 minutes are up. Think about it. The VA takes their time to figure out what the problem is. We need that facility here, and we don't need to drive three hours someplace. Because that's basically what it's going to take. You ever try to go to Cincinnati quitting time? <laughs> and get there. Anyway, that's my story. Thank you all. Whether it's next year that they discuss a potential closing, or whether it's 10 years, 15 years, the fact that we're here is the problem. It doesn't matter if you're 85 from Korean War, 25 from Iraq, it doesn't matter. The fact that we're being videotaped right now to hear stories is a problem. I can speak as a former VA employee that going to Adena, Holzer, Riverside, wherever, is different. If there's a veteran in here with PTSD that has an issue that goes to the VA, that's understood by 800 staff members that you might only get a few at Adena. That's a problem. I don't know if anybody realizes or not, but gas is about $4.10 a gallon. So travel pay is not going to cut it when you're adding an hour and a half two hours to your travel time. Not to mention, there's folks with prosthetics, there's folks with scoliosis, back pain, nerve pain, sciatica, post-traumatic stress disorder, several different factors that can go into traveling to Dayton that every 10, 15 minutes you're gonna to have to pull over on the side of the road to take a break to make it an even longer trip. As a former VA employee, I can tell you that the people at the Chillicothe VA care. Now, I'm sure there's a couple, like anywhere that you may work, that may just be there for the dollar, but 99% of the people that work there are good people. They care about you, they care about me, and they care about every other person that walks through that door. The fact we're sitting here having to say this is the problem. Funding is a problem. Travel time is a problem. I don't want to go to Adena to get my care. I don't want to travel to Dayton to get my care. I don't want to travel to Columbus to get my care. It doesn't matter how long it's going to take to shut down or if it could potentially be shut down or that we even have to talk about that it's going to be potentially shut down. That is the core of the problem. Every time it comes to budget cuts, every time it becomes political, the folks that are sitting in this room are the first ones with their heads on the chopping block. So whatever stories we've said today, the one that needs to be driven home 
is that if it's on the talking block, I can assure you that there are several people in this room that will make sure that there's herds and herds and herds of people that will be standing where we need to be stood. My name's Mike Perkins, Marine Corps. Uh, I never started using the VA until 2019. Woke up one morning, couldn't breathe. Went to my family doctor, because you know, over here at Adena, they found a tumor in my chest. I ended up having a very rare cancer. So I went to the VA, they watched it. The tumor started growing, sent me to Cincinnati. Uh, went through chemo in Cincinnati. They sent me to Nashville, Tennessee for a stem cell transplant. Now, I'm a year cancer free, thanks to the VA and Chilcotta. They actually caught the cancer by watching it. Now, somebody was saying about going to Dayton, it's only two hours away. I had four doctor's appointments this week at Chillicothe. So am I going to drive to Dayton four days in a row, or am I going to get a hotel room? You know, they're not going to pay me to get a hotel room. So now I'm driving to Dayton. That's five hours a day. There, back, there, back. Four days this week. We've got to keep it open, guys. They, you know, they keep us alive. Can you message your doctor at Dedina and get a message back the same day? I can with the VA. Get it back the same day. Hey, come see us tomorrow if you've got a problem. They treat me for migraines. They treat me for my mental health. You know, I, I see a chiropractor there. Where am I going to go to see all that? Dayton? You know, Chilcothe's a bad drive. Or Cincinnati's a bad drive, I mean. It's a two-hour drive there. It's all four-lane until you get to Cincinnati, and then you're bumper to bumper, and you're sitting in traffic for an hour because somebody had a wreck or somebody had a flat tire, and everybody's got to stop and look and see what's going on. You know how it goes. So we got to keep it open. Cincinnati's an amazing place. Went to the doctor today. Sit and talk to my doctor. We talk about fishing because they're like family up there. They treat you like family. You're not going to get that at Adena. You're not going to get it at Holger. You're not going to get it at Riverside. That's my story. Hi, everyone. I'm Allison Asbury. I'm a Navy veteran, and I'm also an employee at the VA. So I have a double-edged sword. But uh, one thing I want to say to you all is one thing that's very passionate to me is there are a lot of veterans who not, cannot get VA care. Now, back in, um, I'm trying to think back, before I started working at the VA in 2008, 2006, I lost my job. I was married at the time, and since my income threshold was too high, they said I can't get service. I can't get a VA care. So I got divorced. Now wasn't the reason, but <laughs> so that, that cut the income. And then I was just starting out at the VA. So I ended up getting into that threshold and I was actually not getting my care at the Chillicothe VA. And I've been to Wright Pat. I had um, cancer on my back that had to be taken off and they're great. Wonderful at Wright Pat. But they're also the DOD. So they understand us too. So that's one thing that I'm very passionate about when I first worked at the VA. Is I worked in urgent care and I enrolled the, um, my fellow veterans into the VA. And you know, the hardest thing was to tell them, I'm sorry, you make too much money. You cannot get your care at the VA. So that's another issue we really have to talk to Congress about. Every veteran, no matter how much money they make, should be able to get their care at the VA. That's all I got. I'm Cheryl Raymer, uh, Air Force veteran, old medic, not a combat medic. At that time, they would not let women in Vietnam, no matter what you saw on China Beach. But uh, at any rate, I too get excellent care at the VA. I have known people to be in an emergency room so long that they were discharged from the emergency room in civilian hospitals. Uh, 
I'm in and out of there in half an hour, you know, unless I have something that requires more treatment. And I have been known to close the place, and nobody has has looked like they were in a hurry. Nobody looked like they resented me for being there. Um, they really do put the veterans first. And they have so many other programs that, that nobody's mentioned. That's the only reason I'm up here, I swear to you. Uh, they used to have, before COVID, ladies' night, the third, first Thursday in April. And they honored women veterans. They had, they had prizes, they had giveaways. And the cooks are great. I mean, the VA knows how to throw a great party, and I know this is insignificant, but I just wanted to tell you how much they do support women veterans and they go above and beyond. Um, I don't know how long they've had the, the gynecologist there, but you know they, they take really good care of their women. And I'm giving this microphone back to somebody. Guys, I just want to thank you all for coming today. Um, one thing about our veteran community, when we ask, you always show up. And I couldn't thank you more for that. Um, yes, it's a possibility that this does take a year, it goes to the president, but the fact that they're even considering closing our VA, and if you look at the air report, it'll tell you in there that everything they talk about says, if we go to Dayton, that it's only an hour from Chillicothe. Well, that's great, except for what about everything south of Chillicothe? They don't speak about Jackson County, they don't talk about Gallia, they don't talk about Scioto, they just leave us out, like they always do. So you gotta consider those factors. and. Even if it isn't going to affect you personally, if it's five to ten years down the road, what about the other guys? I mean, the World War II guys wouldn't have done that for you. They wouldn't have left you hanging. And I don't want to leave our guys hanging because they've served too. And I might not be here, you know, ten years down the road. God, I hope I get to retire. But anyhow, you know, they are. And someone else is going to have to deal with the problem. And that's a lot of problem in our society these days. Nobody cares if it doesn't affect them. And it affects our veterans, and therefore we should care. But I do want to thank you all for coming.